right. Good evening. Turn in your Bibles tonight to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter number 1. We are going to continue the Salvation Bible Basics Bible study. Start with lesson number three tonight. Lesson number three. So the last, well, last week at this time, we were getting hit with a tornado, and thankfully we are all still here. So those listening to the recording, we, we made it out. We made it in, I don't know. But um, last week we finished up lesson two, um, finished up with looking at, there were seven comparisons that we were uh, looking at and that the Bible talks about comparing those with a relationship with God and those without a relationship with God. Seven different ones that we uh, looked at the last two weeks. But then, um, Becky, could you hit, could you dial Katie? Thank you. Um, and then last week we finished up the last couple, the last three, I believe. And then we looked at some ways that men try to um, get from that side of not having a relationship with God to the side of having a relationship with God. And we looked at religion and people just trying to do good things. I mean, what a lot of people do, I, mean, I used the example of my grandma's funeral and just looking at how religion and the people there are just in religion and, and it's not um, truth according to what God God says in his word, just what man has said in their traditions. Um, so we finished up with, frankly, if you're at that point of not having a relationship with God, really in a bad place and seeing that you can't do anything of of your own volition to get from that side of not having a relationship with God to having a relationship with God. So tonight, we're going to get to um, God's way, which is the gospel. And that is the way God tells us that we can get from not having a relationship with God to having a relationship with God. Um, and we're going to look at, this lesson is rather long. Um, it might take us three weeks to get through this, but we'll, we'll see how, uh, how things go. But we'll definitely look at the first point um, tonight. Um, so we're going to get into the lesson here. Um, and then, uh, actually before I did that, do that, I just want to remind you again, this, this lesson we're looking at, um, I have these lessons. I have four more of these on the shelf in the back um, that you can check out of the library. Um, again, what I've been reading, the way we've been approaching this Bible study is giving, a, giving you an overview of this material 
the biggest thing is, I mean, it's salvation Bible basics. It is using the Bible to show someone their need of Christ and getting them from that point of this is the way God sees a man. And we'll see toward the end of lesson four, bringing them to a point of, okay, now where are you? Um, have you accepted Christ as your Savior? And that's, that's the whole goal of this lesson, um, of these lessons, bringing someone who might be religious, someone who's not religious, um, and anyone in between um, to see what the Bible actually says. So if you ever do this study, use the scriptures. It's set up in a way just to bring people along verse by verse um, and just show what, what the Bible says. And, um, and of course, we all have different personalities, different ways of teaching, etc. cetera. Um, some might want to read directly out of the book. Some will need to make their own notes, outlines, whatever. This is, if you look at, think of this lesson more of, a, of an outline of something you can use, but you, if you, if you do use this as a tool, and that's the goal, it's just another tool that we can use to point people to Christ. You're going to have to understand it yourself and teach it the way that you know how to teach. So, with that aside, uh, I'm going to get into the lesson for tonight. All right. It seems obvious as we look at the scriptures that every man, woman, and child is born into this world in trouble with God because of our sin. Because we choose to sin against the holy God, we are in trouble. Yet we're going to stand before him one day. The Bible also makes it clear that it is possible to have a relationship with God. We saw in the last study that there are some people who have a relationship with God, some who have been forgiven, some who have been made just, some who had been made right, some who are headed towards heaven. The obvious question for us is to, act, to ask is, how does this come about? How can it be that some have heaven as their home and most have hell as their home? How can it be? Since we are all born sinners and all under the condemnation of God, and since we can't work our way to heaven, there must be a way somehow for us to get there. We know it must be outside of ourselves, outside of our own ability, our own goodness, our own working, or our own endeavors. There has to be a way provided so that people can have a relationship with God. That is literally what God has done. That is what we are going to talk about in this study, what God has done to provide this relationship. And that is the gospel. Uh, first of all, we want to look at the fact that in God's provision, God has given us the gospel. The word gospel means good news. The good news is that God has provided a way of salvation. God's way of provision, God's way of getting a man from no relationship to a relationship is by the gospel. Now let's look in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where the Apostle Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. To, um, to the Greek. This gospel of Christ, the good news about Jesus Christ, is the power of God. And that word power 
is the Greek word uh, dudamis, which in our modern English, uh, we get the word dynamite from that. So literally, the gospel is the power, the explosive power to get someone from that side of not having a relationship with God to having a relationship with God. Um, so it's the power of God, it's the dunamis, it's the dynamite of God unto salvation. Notice that Paul says this gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It brings people to salvation. That word salvation is the same word that we used when we said there are some who have a relationship with God who are called saved. How do I get this salvation? How does God rescue me? The Bible says here in Romans 1.16 that God does it by means of the gospel. I turn to 1 Corinthians 1.17. We're going to look at one thing that the Bible says is not the gospel. And the Bible clearly says here in 1 Corinthians 1.17 that the gospel is not through baptism. And this, and of course there are some religions that don't practice uh, baptism, but there are many that do, many people who rely on baptism as a way of salvation. So depending on who you're doing this Bible study with, you might go over this section, you might not. It depends really on the person. Um, but if the gospel is the way God moves, from, moves men from no relationship to a relationship, and if the gospel is God's dynamite that saves men, then we need to understand just exactly what the gospel is and what the gospel is not. 1 Corinthians 1.17, Paul tells us what the gospel is not. Um, which it says here, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. The gospel is not found in being baptized, as we see in this verse. Um, in the previous lesson, we talked about the things men do to try to make themselves right with God. One of the things we talked about is that people like to get baptized to make themselves right with God. Many people today believe that as long as you have been baptized, you're going to be okay. They believe they're going to be in heaven because baptism washes away sins. They believe that somehow baptism takes you from no relationship to a relationship with God. But that is not what the Bible teaches. Paul says that he wasn't sent to baptize, but rather he was sent to preach the gospel. In other words, the gospel and baptism are two different, separate items. They are not related. Paul's not saying that baptism is not important. He's just saying that baptism does not save anyone. He is making clear that baptism is not the gospel. It isn't even part of the gospel. Remember, we are not looking at people's opinions. We are asking ourselves how God sees this, and God says baptism is not the gospel. So then what is the gospel? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15, or a couple pages to the right of your Bible. I heard that used once. Sometimes you might say, okay, turn back. Well, is back toward the front or toward the back? So I heard one preacher say, turn right in your Bible or turn left in your Bible. So turn right in your Bible um, to 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, and the Apostle Paul clearly lays out in these verses what the gospel is. 
First um, Corinthians fifteen one says, "Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received." how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. In these verses, Paul lays out plainly for us what the gospel is. But, but before we look at that, I want to mention in verse 2, Paul uses the phrase, unless ye have believed in vain. He's not saying you can get saved and lost and saved and lost. He's saying very simply that if you really believe the gospel, you will never turn away from it. Once you understand what God has done for you in Jesus Christ, you will never change your mind. Once you come to know Christ as your Savior and fall in love with him, you can't ever leave him again. Now, what is the gospel? In verses 3 and 4, it tells us that uh, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The gospel, the good news, is that Jesus died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again from the dead on the third day. So why is that good news? First, because he died for our sins. He died as our substitute. You see, those who have no relationship with God are condemned and under the wrath of God and ultimately heading for hell because they have sinned against God. They have violated every law that God has given them. They flagrantly live their own life and do their own thing as they thumb their nose at God. But those who have a relationship have been rescued from hell. How do they get rescued? How do you move from no relationship to a relationship with God? Someone has to pay the price for your sin. God is a just God. God demands that sin be paid for. How is that sin going to be paid for? Either you are going to die and go to hell to pay for your own sin for all of eternity, or you're going to take the way that God has provided to pay for your sin so that you can have a relationship with him. What is the way that God has provided? It is the gospel, the good news. What is the good news? It is that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. But specifically that he died for our sins. He died in our place. He took our place and died for us. The death of Jesus Christ in our place is called substitution. It is as if you had been sentenced in some court of law and had to pay a $5,000 fine. But someone else walked up, pulled out the cash, and paid the fine for you. They marked your fine, paid in full. The law would then have no more claim on you. They could no longer come after you and say you owe this money. Someone paid the debt for you. That is exactly what Jesus did when he died on the cross. He paid for the sin of mankind, dying as our substitute. He became our redeemer the one who bought us back. Now, there is another phrase we want to look at in the above passage. Um, in these verses, we looked, uh, it shows up twice in verses 3 and 4. Paul says Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and rose again from the dead according to the scriptures. In other words, the gospel is also scriptural. Why is that phrase, according to the scriptures, so important? The death of Jesus Christ, as recorded in the New Testament, is not something that was done in a vacuum. In other words, it didn't just happen. God didn't show up one day and say, you know what? 
I think it would be great for me to die on the cross. And after I die on the cross, I'll rise from the dead and solve all of men's problems. That isn't how it happened at all. The Bible tells us that the coming of Christ to this earth to die for the sins of mankind was planned out. In fact, the death of Christ was planned before the beginning of time, before God created the earth, from the book of Genesis at the very beginning of the Bible, all the way up until the coming of Christ. God had given to man a trail of prophecies about when the Messiah would come, about how and where he would be born and live, and how he would die for the sins of the world. Through these prophecies, God was setting the stage for what he was doing, going to do in the person of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. What difference does that make to us today? Well, it makes a great deal of difference. If Jesus Christ is the true Messiah, if he is the one who can pay for your sins and mine through his death, then he will meet all the qualifications for the Messiah listed in the Old Testament. Therefore, we will be able to go back in the Old Testament and look up all the prophecies that had to do with this Messiah who was going to die as our substitute and compare them with the life of Jesus Christ. If we did that, we would be able to see that he, ha that he meets all the qualifications of the Old Testament perfectly. That is why the Bible says he died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose again from the dead according to the scriptures. Because everything Jesus did was according to the scriptures. God didn't just, dro uh, just drop in at the middle of time and say Jesus is going to die so he can pay for the sins of the world. No, from the beginning of time it was planned by the Father that Jesus would come and die for your sins and for mine. That ought to be a comfort to us to realize that the death and resurrection of Christ was not just a mere whim, but according to the very plan of God to take care of the sins of the world. We looked in our last lesson how men try to live as good as they can, somehow hoping that God will forgive them of their sin. We hope God will see all the good things they do and overlook the bad things they do. In this way, they think they will get into heaven. But the Bible says it is the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, that is the power of God that saves us. In fact, the Bible plainly tells us that if a man tries to keep the law, he is cursed. Um, I'm not going to read uh, all the scriptures that talk about that. That's found in Galatians 3, 8 through 14. Um, but it talks about how um, man can't keep the law. And it talked about Abraham. You can look at those um, verses there later, Galatians 3, 8-14. Um, and it talked about Abraham, uh, Abraham. Abraham. When Abraham was saved, God says he was justified. Remember, that is one of the terms God uses to describe people who have a relationship with him. How was Abraham justified? Was Abraham made right with God by doing the law? By being obedient, by being a good person? No, we read in verse 8 that he was justified by faith in the gospel. How could Abraham have faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ since he lived many years before the time when Christ came? Um, even back in Abraham's day, God had already given the gospel. And again, this is all about according to the scriptures, looking back at the Old Testament of what the Bible says um, and has says it says it all the way through it um, God had already promised the Messiah that was going to take care of sin now Abraham didn't understand all the details but he understood enough of the gospel to know that God was sending a Messiah that would pay for the sins of the world 
Abraham by faith believed God, and that is how he was made right and just with God and given a relationship with him. That's how men today are also justified. And I'm going to stop there um, tonight, but looking at these specific verses in Galatians 3, 8 through 14, and talking about Abraham's faith looking forward toward the cross, and now, now us, after the cross, we look back toward the cross. But both ways, it's faith. It's believing in what God has said. Um, so that's, that's the introduction here to this lesson, lesson three. Um, the gospel is the good news. And it's the power of God to bring people to salvation. It's not baptism. And it's defined by God as the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And it's by faith. And then, Lord willing, next week, we're going to look at some of the things, according to the scriptures, uh, we're going to look back in the Old Testament. Um, where there's so many pictures of Christ's coming sacrifice, looking, again, think of, Abraham's perspective, looking toward the cross. Um, well, then Moses and the um, Israelites with, with the Passover and all those things. We're going to look at some specific verses about that and just the pictures. I mean, Abraham with, his, um, with the lamb or the ram that was caught in the thicket to be sacrificed for Isaac. Even all the way back, it started with Adam and Eve, um, of course, the Bible doesn't specifically tell us what animal was sacrificed for, for them to get their clothing, but it would be consistent with the rest of the scripture that it was probably a lamb or a sheep that was, that was killed to be sacrificed for them to cover their nakedness when they sinned. Um, and again, through the whole through the whole Old Testament, there's picture after picture after picture of what God was going to do through Christ. And we're going to look at some uh, specific things about that next week. And again, lots, lots of verses, lots of things. This is what the Bible says. It's according to the scriptures. So that's where we're going to stop uh, tonight. All right. So let's take some